Good morning. This is your host, Hacker Mike, coming at you from the heart of New Jersey. Today, I am walking through a beautiful section of town, historic Trenton, next to the mental hospital. There's an area with massive mansions and beautiful houses next to the Cadwalder Park. It's basically west, the west side of Trenton. It's not West Trenton, which is actually in Ewing. Um, I think it's called Hill Vista neighborhood. Anyway, pretty amazing stuff. Very inspiring. So I was listening to the doctor. Damn. Damn, 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 people. My whole recording was lost. My recording was lost. And, um... <clears throat> that's a real shame. I wonder why... Good morning. I wonder why that happened. Somehow the, uh... The file was corrupted, or... I don't think the file was corrupted. I think I just hit the button by accident. So all of that good material was lost. Okay. So I'm going to try and recap it shortly for you. I did go on a bit. So I'm talking about... I talked about the different podcasts that I've been listening to recently. So Gary Knoll tells us that... Oxytocin, which is caused by petting dogs and cats, but also going for walks in nature like I do, and looking at beautiful things and being in love, is produced by the hypothalamus, which I assume is a primitive brain function that also exists in other mammals like dogs, so they'll also be producing oxytocin and bonding with you. Um, and that <clears throat> is also good against osteoporosis. So get your oxytocin, people. Short version. He also said that three cups of uh, cabbage juice a day will fight ulcers. And that you really can't make your own cabbage juice because you need a whole crate of cabbages to produce one glass of juice. So go out and get your cabbage juice, people. All right, next step. We talked about New Book Networks and um, well, we talked about the recent news in, with Huawei and um, TikTok, and I commented that um, it's interesting that um, this TikTok ban just started when Microsoft tried to buy uh, TikTok, and um, I also mentioned that, uh, okay, multiple people have said that Trump is anti-Chinese, and there's some different podcasts on China that I've been listening to. And that the even Chinese Americans are feeling that it's racist, and that um, I think uh, we should all be careful with um, simplifying things as Chinese are the enemy, um, because they are obviously able to coexist with people and they seem to do just fine everywhere I mean they're in every single small town in America with Chinese food and they exist in places where people could be 
against them. Um, very resilient people. I mean, they're everywhere in the whole world. And they coexist with everybody, so... But uh, I just thought it was very interesting that um, that this whole ban started with Microsoft trying to buy uh, TikTok, and uh, we have to watch that closely. Um, what else? Yeah, so then I was talking about one-time passwords and I went on to this long discussion about how to authenticate people, proof of identity, and there's no such thing. There's no real, um, there's no real uh, proof of identity and that you really can't even know if someone whose identity you've been proven is still them. So that I was thinking some kind of canary system that would be posted on some public place for each person that would give kind of like a session token and say, this person has done something to prove their identity recently and it's good for so many hours and the canary would be alive. Um, and if they're sleeping, for example, uh, the canary would be sleeping so that you would know that not to trust any activity from them. Simple stuff like that. That we could um, work on some kind of strong proof of identity that would be hidden, not have to be published. And in the end, a one-time password generator that can live on your phone can be proof of your identity inside of a session with multiple factors. I mean, for logging in, we don't even need to send SMSs. And I think that the sending of SMSs is just going to be expensive. I'm thinking um, a developer could make a Git commit and they, they could host all of the content in their own Git repository. And we don't need, we would just pull in those commits as needed, for example, or use other protocols besides Git, but uh, I mean, why not take it to that level? It's like, oh, you want to publish something on our network? Well, you get yourself a Git repository and you put the changes there <clears throat> and send us a pull request, something like that. We need to look into that deeper. Um, <clears throat> Yeah, New, Book Net, New Books Network, um, they talked about how the uh, people trying to influence elections and how the uh, Iranians and the um, Chinese would be supporting the Democratic candidate because Trump is uh, anti-Chinese uh, anti and that the Russians would be supporting the Republicans in the election hacking. So I thought that would be interesting. I'll be sharing some of these uh, podcast links. Um, yeah, and then the Intel uh, hack, I should mention. So, <clears throat> from what I understand, 
Intel has a partner program where they share certain sensitive information with them and um, part of a continuous delivery, part of the infrastructure, which seems to be a weak point nowadays in a lot of systems, the build infrastructure seems to be attacked a lot. And um, this build infrastructure leaked um, a whole bunch of data, including source code for the <coughs> Xeon processor, the Verilog script that actually defined the hardware, among other things, so that it should be possible to look for backdoors and or build implementations of the Xeon chip. And then I also caution people to please um, not look at leaks if you're interested in working on open source projects, that uh, the actual protocols for dealing with leaked information are very complicated. You have to have multiple teams. You have to have some one team working on reading the source material who then publishes some kind of specification, ideally something that would be provable, like tests. You know, this is how this is how the government also uses spied on information that they collect illegally against us. They find, they use the secret information to find real clues that they can use and then they claim to find, right? So you can use the leaked information to find a real clue that you can find on your own and then you can publish that information. <clears throat> Like, oh yeah, when you send this signal to this port here, and we just scanned all of them, then this and this happens, and it's reproducible. So, anyway, same thing with WikiLeaks. I don't look at WikiLeaks. Um, I try and stay away from leaks, and I leave that to experts, because I don't want to get compromised. And I suggest, you know, you have to pick a side if you want to research into leaks and if you want to research into, you know, confidential data, then you can't really be contributing to open projects in any meaningful way directly. So be careful with that. All right. <clears throat> So, uh, I guess that's almost all of the topics. Uh, oh, the Jocko podcast was great. And he talked about, um, <clears throat> about this officer, the last Jocko podcast, who, I, I'm actually not going to be able to repeat the whole story now, because I did go into it for a long time. But basically, the guy... His father survived Normandy, and then um, he was the youngest of many children, so he was uh, he was the youngest of many children, so his father died when he was 13, and then he tried to join the Air Force, and they pulled him out because his vision test showed that he was colorblind, and that he could basically use a rubber mallet and ding out uh, dented planes, or he could be a pharmacist. Those are the two jobs he could do in the Air Force with colorblindness. And um, he didn't realize at the time that they, that would be a really great job to have. 
that airplane uh, airframe mechanic could make a lot of money. Um, so he went, he didn't tell his mom, and he had talked to a marine recruiter, or a marine at the time, who uh, he gave his number to. And the recruiter came to his house every day, and his mom's like, no, he's going to the Air Force, don't you get it? And he didn't tell her that he got kicked out. Anyway, it's a great story, and he, he went on to uh, <clears throat> serve in the uh, Iraqi war invasion from America, and uh, got a medal of his Navy Cross. It's a great story, though. The guy was really nice to listen to, so I suggest you listen to the Jocko podcast. Um, and the Joe Rogan podcast on that, I think his name is Baker, Mike Baker or something, the, um, CIA guy, that's, uh, was a pretty good episode, um, and, uh, let me see what else we have for podcasts. Yeah, I've been listening to a bunch of security um, review, a security podcasts now, and some DevOps stuff. Um, I'm researching into Kubernetes now. Um, and Kubeless, uh, we did talk about in the last episode. So, all right then, I'm going to. Uh, let y'all go, and um, sorry about losing that recording. I'll just put this together somehow. Uh, we'll see what happens. All right. Have a great day. Yeah, I'm going to uh, pack this in the middle. Wow, that was some rain. I got caught in the middle of it. But weather is nice. I'm not cold. I'm not far from home. So I did notice that my body cringing at the rain and that I have some reaction to it. I found it hard to relax and not be despondent. But there's really nothing to be, you know, totally worried about. At least my, my phone and my electronics are minimal and uh, they'll resist a little moisture. This headset seems to have survived. Yep, yippers. So, um, boy, I can't really think of any more topics that uh, are newsworthy. Oh, well, there was the news that uh, Joe Biden has a candidate, and um, I think that's great a uh, vice president, at least one that will be able to survive him, So, and a woman, and a lady of color, I'm not exactly sure her background, but definitely a minority, and that's all good. Um, I like to see some balance in things, not go too far to one side or the other. Um, and I, I, I did listen to this thing called The Lincoln Project where they basically disparaged Trump very badly. And these are a lot of Republicans. But a lot of it was also sounding like 
I mean, the guy was, one of the guys was a, uh, working for the Bushes to get them elected, and, um, sounded very much like the, um, establishment being a little hurt over the fact that this, uh, outsider got elected. But that's precisely why he got elected, because people were upset with, with the establishment. So, you know, you can say what you want about Trump, and obviously there's a lot of bad things to say about him. And obviously our Yaleys are a little bit better at hiding their skeletons in the closet. But I'm sure that they have also got them as well, so... <clears throat> There's one thing you could say about Trump, I guess, is that he's not as sophisticated. Anyway, I just thought that was interesting. Um, I'm looking forward to the No Agenda show. I think that's going to be today or tomorrow. I don't even know what day it is. I think it might be Thursday. Let's check. Yeah, the, day, the week has... I can't believe... Thursday, August 13th, yeah. Looks like we're going to have a No Agenda show today, so I look forward to that. I haven't heard the MoFax show in a while. I wonder where his uh, his last episode was. Uh, Savage 46 or something? 45? Talking about Trump. Um, really good episode. Uh, I listened to um, the Joe Rogan recently. Um, with a ex-CIA guy. That was interesting. Um, that was a pretty good podcast. And, um, <clears throat> yeah, the New Books Network is really, uh, very diverse. And it gives you all types of information. Um, it's amazing what people are researching into. But even if it's an obscure topic, people always try and bring, make it relevant. So they'll talk about some obscure topic, but they'll bring it into the context of today when they're discussing the book a lot of times. So even people researching something obscure are still living in the same world that we are. Um, and there's always something to be learned from that. Uh, yeah. I haven't been listening to Philosophize This um, recently. I have to catch up on that. And I started another, there's a lot of philosophy podcasts, I really have to, uh, to get into them. But none of them are as simple and as accessible as philosophize this one. Mr. Stephen West does a great job at making it, uh, easy to understand, however hard that may be. I did send him some money, too. I'm not a Patreon, I don't believe in setting up a Patreon and all that. And, uh, but I do send some money once in a while to people who inspire me. Uh, but I'm not asking you for money, my listener, my only listener. I just want you to listen and keep me going. Motivate me by your downloads. <laughs> yeah, oh. I did, I did post that number uh, that you can call in, and I put it on the uh, podcast description. So let me read you that number. I haven't gotten any voicemails. 
Stream of random, 609-429-4144. That's 609-429-4144. Give me a call, leave us a voicemail, and we will try and get it onto the next show. Mm -mm. Yeah, it's easier that we're not streaming because um, I could just download the clip off of the uh, internets and upload it into the podcast uh, studio. I'm using that anchor.fm. Kind of happy with it. Um, and uh, it's funny because they store all my drafts on a public bucket. So um, if you figure out the bucket storage for a podcast on stream on uh, Anchor, you can actually just download all of the um, material. So that's kind of weird, but it works. So don't put any private... Uh, clips on um, on anyone's cloud, guys. That's what we learned from today's uh, show. And with that, I think we're going to uh, call it a day, call it a show. Thanks for listening, and talk to you later.